Welcome to an Impact Ministries production brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to join me and Cyber Church with thousands of people all over the world today. People who are committed to being a disciple of the Lord Jesus. You know, I saw a post today by a guy that I don't really know personally. I, I knew his parents. I know a little bit about him. And he just talked about how he was so tired of how Christianity was trying to function in the world today. And, you know, he cried out for the same thing millions of people around the world are crying out. I just want to live for God. I want this to be real. I want to be able to help people. I want to do something besides just just appear to be spiritual. Well, I want to tell you something. Even though we may be living in one of the worst times uh, in all of the history of the world and headed towards something really, really worse than what we've seen so far, we also live in one of the greatest times because we live in a time that the Bible tells us that while darkness may get darker, a light is going to get lighter. There's, there's going to be a polarization of light and darkness, and the righteous are going to become more righteous. And, you know, we've talked about this before, how that the Bible talks about uh, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Now, you know, I don't know. There's so many crazy definitions of grace out there that that, that this scripture really can't mean too much to the average believer. But stop and think about it. Grace is juxtaposed over against sin. Grace is the power of God that can work in your heart, is given to you freely, but it makes you capable. It gives you the strength, the power, the capacity to say no to sin, to overcome sin, and to say yes to righteousness. It's not your strength. It's not willpower. So I'm just telling you, here's one of the things I know about life. No matter how bad it gets, the power of God works in us greater than whatever is working out there in the world. No matter how strong the temptation that is coming against us, the power of God to say no to sin and yes to righteousness is far more powerful. It's working in us more than sin and darkness is working out there in the world. So man, I'm going to tell you something. No matter how bad things are out there, uh, we're going to get to see more of the power and the life of God than we have ever imagined. And it's not going to be a bunch of religious nonsense. It is going to be the life, the power of God working through believers, giving them the capacity to overcome everything that's coming at you. You know, I was just thinking just before I just before I stepped into this recording, I was just thinking how that, uh, you know, you know, I, I always hope and pray and and think that you know i'm going to greet you and say man this is a great day to be alive and i, I thought well so many people probably don't get that they don't understand that well the only thing that can make a day not be a great day is where you're looking 
and what you're experiencing. Now, if you're looking out here at what's going wrong, it's not a great day. You know, if you man, if if you've lost your business because of COVID, if or because of some goofy government restriction, if you're facing hardships, if you've lost loved ones, and you look out here at what's going on outside, it's not a great day. But that's the thing: the kingdom of God is not outside. The kingdom of God is not what's happening out there. And righteousness, peace, and joy, which are these are not just these are not just empty words. These are not just religious. Uh, terminologies, righteousness, peace, and joy is something that we experience in our heart by the grace of God, the Spirit of God working in us, manifesting the life, the power of God. Man, having peace when everybody else is losing their mind, that's a great day. Having a joy when everybody else is struggling and sad and depressed and angry, that is a great day. Having a sense of righteousness, a sense of harmony and connection to God when so many people feel desperately alienated from God, that's a great day. And so what makes a, a great day or a horrible day is not what's going on out here. It's what's going on in here and whether or not you are focusing on what you have in Jesus. Now, last week we talked about and considered what would we do if we really, really, really experienced freedom? And of course, we talked about the statistics that show that when people are in bondage financially, and we're just using this as an example, and say they get an inheritance or they win a lottery, the majority of those people within just a few years are not only broke, but they're in worse financial shape than they were in before they had this windfall. You know, here's the thing. We're making choices. We're always making choices. And the horrible choices that we make right now that, that bring us into pain and sorrow and suffering and loss and all those things, uh, all that's happening because of choices. Now, just stop and think. If right now you had 100 times as much money that, and you say, well, if I had 100 times as much money, I, w I wouldn't be in pain. Yes, you would. Because, you know, it's sort of like this. If you're making $100 a week and the choices that you're making with, uh, about how you manage and spend that $100 a week can only, do, can only do $100 a week worth of damage and pain in your life. But let's say you have $1,000 a week that now, because you're still making choices the same way you always made choices, you're going to use it to have the same destruction you had. But the difference is now you're going to do $1,000 worth of destruction in your life every single week, if that example makes sense to you. So, you know, uh, like I say, so the stats actually reveal that most people actually end up worse than they were before when they have some kind of windfall, whenever, you know, whenever something phenomenal happens to give them a financial freedom. Well, that's the same way as every aspect of freedom in our lives. You know, there's an example that I've used so many times and, and, uh, uh, I think it's I think it's apropos here. You know, we talked last week about the year of jubilee. If you haven't listened yet to last week, go 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 back and listen to it before you listen to this message, so that it will make sense to you. Uh, by the way, just so you'll know, at ImpactMinistries.com or DrJimRichards.com, we have a hundred, over two hundred free video. A series that you can watch. You know, I have people tell me all the time, "Said so Jim, you, you put more free information out there than anybody we 
No. And one of the big questions people ask is, how in the world do you afford it? How do you guys, you, you almost never talk about money. How do you make it? I'll tell you how we make it. Because we are supported by and surrounded by people who are being made whole by the love of God. They're discovering what it means to make this journey as a disciple who learn how to, how to experience the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven and, and connect with the, all of the resources of God. So, so you get people like that, they become passionate and they want you to have the opportunity to hear and receive the same ministry they have so that they make it possible for us to put hundreds of free uh, series. So when you put, talk about 200 uh, free series, you're talking about between 1,000 and 2,000 free messages online so so we got you know what we got serious about almost every subject that you can imagine go check it out and see get get whatever uh you know help that you can get check out all the resources that we have on our website as a matter of fact but um uh <clears throat> so we talked about the year of jubilee and that that video is is up it's going to be there it's last week's video the year of jubilee was a time when every 50 years all of the debts and the nation of Israel were to be forgiven, and all of the land was to go back to the person or the family that originally owned it. And we talked about this last week. I won't go too far into it. But what we know is just in the natural course of business, some of America's leading uh, financial experts say so about every 50 to 60 years, there is a reset in the economy. And But the problem is... In our economy, the way it works, that's when people get in trouble, banks, you know, crash, and uh, the wealthy buy up the land of the uh, of the uh, citizens for pennies on the dollar. People buy businesses for pennies on the dollar, and so God had this built into the financial system so that uh, so that it did not become like it is now where the billionaire elitists own all the companies all the businesses you know one of the things that's happening through this through this COVID thing here in america is that your your giant companies are now able to completely destroy their competition and create monopoly uh uh, uh markets where they control everything in a, in a particular area. It's all against the law. It's all illegal. But it, but the problem is when you've got corrupt government, nobody does anything about what's illegal. But God did this so that, so that uh, the elitist could never end up owning and controlling all the resources in the nation of Israel. So just imagine, let's say that... Uh, uh, you just really spent unwisely. You got yourself in financial trouble, so you end up owing debt. So you end up in debtor's prison. Now, in debtor's prison, by and large, you worked off the money you owed. I tell you, that's a system that that's a system that nobody in America would want or like. But that's a system that will keep people from foolishly. Uh, spending money and getting into debt when they know they're going to have to pay it back. They're going to have, they are going to have to work and pay it back. So, but the year of Jubilee is coming. So you know when the year of Jubilee comes, all of your debt 
is going to be canceled and you know that if you had to sell your family property, it's coming back to you and this gives you a chance to start over. I'll tell you one of the things about God. It amazes me how religion talks about how mean and vengeful and angry God is. I'm like, are you kidding me? Have you not ever met God? Have you not ever spent time with him? Have you not ever read his word? God's word is full of these kinds of situations where God keeps saying, I'm going to give you, I want to give you a second chance. I want to give you a third chance. Matter of fact, I want to give you a seven times 70 chance every day so that every day you can get up and you can start over and you can make new choices and you can have the life that you've really always wanted to live. So let's say that, let's say that, let's say that uh, in the cell, the prison cell where you're staying, when you get through working off your debt in the daytime, you come back and there's somebody else in that cell with you. And, uh, and so now they're in jail uh, because there was sickness in their family and they had to spend everything they could to try to maybe get their mother or their father well. So, so you know, they're both suffering the same consequences. And those consequences are that uh, they got in debt, they couldn't pay it back, they're, they're in prison. Now, the year of Jubilee, let's say the year of Jubilee comes, and both of these people, one of them who was unwise, maybe dishonest or corrupt, did bad business deals, was greedy, all his debts forgiven, and the person who got there by no fault of his own because his mother and father were sick and, and all of his money was spent trying to take care of his mother and father. So both of these people are paying the same price. They got to pay their debt back. But now the year of Jubilee comes. So now they both experience the goodness of God because all of their debt is forgiven. Now, both of these people have the opportunity to go out and start over, build a new life. They have a chance to make choices, different kinds of choices about how they'll manage their money, about how they'll manage their health or whatever it is that got them in prison. Now, so, you know, they're, they're going to answer that question with their life. What am I going to do with my freedom? Well, you know, the guy that got there through corruption, he may he may go out and, and actually just say, phew, man, I'm out of that, and go back to the same kind of dishonesty and the same kind of corruption. So really, his choices, if his choices don't change, he will end up back in this same situation. Somebody else may say, you know, man, I appreciate God so much. I, You know, I'm going to become wise. I'm going to manage my money well. I'm going to manage my health well. I'm not ending up here in this situation again. Now, most of what we've heard about repentance uh, in the last, you know, I've been a believer for right at almost 50 years. And uh, most of what we've been taught about repentance is repentance is just something that lost people do when they come to God and that they're repenting of their sins. Well, you know, that's really not what repentance is about. Repentance, first of all, it not only means to change your mind or be willing to change your mind, this gets into the concept of being teachable, of being willing to learn. But more than that, the Hebrew letters indicate that repentance is not just changing your mind in general, it's changing your mind where you turn and you, you lean into God's Word. In other words, you turn to God and His Word to discover how to function, how to live, how to do, you know, how to do life in a, in a way that really, really works. So really, 
A repentant heart is a teachable heart. Uh, a, a person who is a disciple of the Lord Jesus will have a repentant, teachable heart. And the real truth is um, that is the primary factor that determines whether or not they will be able to enter into a realm in their heart called the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of God will be where they, where they connect with God in a very unique way. Kingdom of heaven is because they're connected with God. They're connected to all of his resources. Now, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven are not two different places. They're not really two different things. They're two different dimensions, if you will, about connecting to God. Now, you can't, why is repentance so important? Well, repentance is important because if you are not teachable, if you are not willing to finally admit what I'm doing doesn't work. You know, for a lot of years, I was a substance abuse counselor. Uh, I gave treatments. I was, I was actually a detox specialist. And, uh, you know, uh, the 12th step program, even though it has kind of withered down to something that doesn't work very well anymore, but the 12th step program was originally a program where, uh, where that was based on the gospel. It was about bringing people to God because you, you had to admit, you had to start out admitting my life is out of control. So I recognize, I admit there's a problem. And then, then you would go to a place where you rely on, depend on, turn to, trust in God um, to uh, give you the power, to give you, give you the grace to experience something different in your life, to come out of, of all that substance, substance abuse, all that addiction, all that corruption, all that kind of stuff. So, so you have to understand something. Now, one of the things God will never do is he will never force you to do anything he cannot and will not violate your will. You see, when the Bible talks about us being free in God, we just read those passages of Scripture like, oh, I don't know what that means. I don't know, you know, yada, yada, yada. Well, being free means that we are sovereign, just like God is sovereign because we were created in the likeness and image of God. Now, before you just jump out of your skin, you need to remember the definition of sovereignty as we use it in religious circles today is, is unbiblical, it's unscriptural, it's not even what the word means. Because sovereignty is not about, you know, God being in control of everything, God making everything happen. Sovereignty is the fact that God makes all of his choices independent of other anybody else's influence or anybody else forcing him to do anything. He makes all of his choices out of his own personal character. And so since we're created in the likeness and the image of God and God gave us dominion here in this planet Earth and planet Earth and our lives becomes uh, what we choose for it to come. Now, now, God will always keep trying to draw you. He'll keep trying to lead you. And if you have a repentant, teachable heart, you're going to follow him because you trust him more than you trust yourself or because you eventually just get in so much pain. It's like, I'm tired of this pain. You know, I can remember, man, some of the greatest teaching moments in my life. God doesn't bring the pain. Our foolishness brings the pain. Uh, our bad decisions brings the suffering. And so I can, I can tell you, there were many times in my life and I would realize, 
you know, the decisions that I'm making are not based on God's wisdom. They're not based on the Word of God. You know, this gets me in a mess every time I do it. I'm not necessarily talking about getting in sin. I'm talking about hurting relationships. I'm talking about uh, hurting myself financially. Just, you know, all these practical dimensions of life. And, and you know, so many times it's like, you know, I don't like this. I don't like this being this pain. You know, God evidently, how I've been doing this doesn't work. I'm going to your word and I'm going to rely on your spirit. Your word's going to teach me and give me the information, renew my mind. But your spirit is going to empower me and, and transform my heart so that I do this differently and naturally right out of my heart. Now, here's something that, that you have to understand. Your life will absolutely never rise above your decisions. Now, you go back to the to the book of Deuteronomy, and I encourage you to go back and read Deuteronomy 30, you know, 19 through 20, where, where, where God talks about the fact that he has set life and death before us. He has shown us how we can enter into life if we trust him and trust his wisdom, or we will enter into death if we don't. And he says, so I've set this before. I made it plain so that you'll never have to be confused about this. So, so he says, so I am telling you, Choose life. Choose blessings and not cursing. Choose uh, life and not death. And, and he says, wasn't well, it really interesting? He says, and when you do this, when you choose life, verse 20 says, you'll actually start loving God because, you know, your life will start working. You'll start enjoying life to its fullest. Man, you will. You will be fully committed to the Lord. You will be fully committed to uh, to following him and, and you'll realize that he is good and he is only good and he is not the one who is bringing you trouble and he says and and you know this will add you know health this will add healing this will add prosperity this will add blessing it will even add a length of days to your life now you've got to realize that again our life as, is, as it has been up to this point and as it will always be, is based on decisions. It doesn't matter how much the circumstances change if we continue to make the same quality of decisions then the consequences will be the same. Now, religion will tell you that is God punishing you for your bad decision. But I just want you to know that that is the doctrine of devils. That is not what the Bible teaches. That is not what God does. You need to realize our life is the product of our decisions. Now, our decisions really are a combination of two overlapping factors. Number one, our decisions come out of our beliefs. What do we believe about God? What do we believe will work? What do we believe will actually get us what we want uh, without destroying us? Well, sadly, most of us, we operate in the world system. You know, we, we grew up, we went to school, we learned to think like the world, we went to college, we learned to do business like the world. Uh, we, you know, we go to the doctor, we learn to treat our health issues uh, like the world. Everything that we do is pretty much like the world. And, you know, we kind of give some lip service to the wisdom and the word of God, but, pff, but it doesn't mean anything. So, so everything in our life is a product of decisions, those decisions come out of belief. Out of belief was really interesting. Beliefs come 
partially out of our life experience, but beliefs also come out of our character. Now, <clears throat> we all tend to develop beliefs that are in line with our character so that we can feel good about ourselves. If we feel like it's all right to lie every now and then, then we'll, you know, we'll develop a belief about that. Yeah, the belief will be it's all right to lie every now and then. If we're Christians, we'll, you know, we'll find some way to justify it. And if we can, we'll find some scripture in the Bible, you know, that we can that we can twist around and and convince ourselves that that it's all right. We'll bend the scripture, we'll change the word of God. But but basically we are going to develop beliefs that support our character, that support our current character as it is expressed through our behavior. So now if beliefs and character do not change, the truth is we're not going to change. Our lifestyle is not going to change. And so everything is going to continue as it is. Now, one of the things we do here at Impact Ministries is we teach people how to influence their own heart from a biblical perspective. Because the real truth is, again, if you can influence the beliefs of your heart, then you can experience the grace of God to absolutely come out of anything to be an overcomer in any and every situation so i want you to understand something because we're still really you know we're still really talking about freedom and so today you know we've been talking about the freedom to choose now what most people fail to understand is the greatest freedom in your life is the freedom to choose now you look out around you at the chaos in the world and and you get distracted by the chaos. As a matter of fact, that's what the that's what the chaos is designed to do. It is to designed to distract you. And in the end, the world, the elitist, the political system, in the end, and I've been saying this for the last forty or fifty years, in the end, they're gonna create so much chaos, they're gonna create so much fear, and and if that's where you're looking, uh, then, then what's going to happen in that fear and that chaos, uh, at some point in time, they're going to say, we can protect you more if you will just let us take charge of some of your rights. We will make the decision for you. Um you know, we'll manage your health care for you. We will manage your finances for you. We will protect you from violent people and from criminals. Uh, uh, but, every, but every one of those factors comes about or at the price of giving up some, air, some freedom in your life so that you no longer get to choose. Eventually, you won't be able to choose uh, what your children are taught in school. Eventually, you won't even be able to choose your children's health care. You won't be able to choose your health care. You won't be able to choose your retirement. There will be nothing you will be able to choose. Listen, the thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. Uh, there is nothing behind everything that's going on in the world today other than uh, wickedness saying, we're going to steal from you. We're going to 
kill you. We're going to destroy your family. We're going to destroy everything you got. But let me tell you something. We don't have to do that. We can choose. If we know God, we can choose something else. We can choose God. We can choose the life of God. We can choose the power of God. And something can happen in our own heart that will make us free. As we talked about last night, when the Son makes you free, you're free indeed. In other words, you're you're, you're really free. This is a this is real freedom. This is not uh, temporary freedom. This is not political freedom. This is real freedom that keeps you able to be who you want to be. Live the life you choose to live. Have the joy and the peace in your heart that you choose to have. Listen, folks, I want you to join me next week. We're going to be talking more about making this journey and having the kind of life that we want to have. We're going to be talking more and more and more about experiencing uh, the grace of God, about how to influence your heart, to keep your heart stable and fixed. And listen, if you know people that need this message, uh, send them the link. And if you're watching this on uh, Facebook, like it, share it, and post and, and share testimonies about what's going on in your life. Listen, we intend to equip and empower a billion people to be disciples to the Lord, to know how to live in this freedom, to know how to live and what God is offering instead of what the world is offering. I will see you again next week. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.